more time. It's an on and off the pitch sporting podcast. We're talking Manchester United. I'm joined by the one and only CEO. I haven't said that for a while. <laughs> Premier Canada language or can I've, I keep getting it wrong? What is it? Premier language Canada. Premier language Canada. See, there you go. Um, Jessica in Canada, obviously. How are you, Jessica? I'm very well. It's an absolutely beautiful day, as you can probably see from the sun on me. I can. You, you've got your sun hat out. You're all good. I have a hat, which is slightly different. You know, not a sun hat, but just a, more for fashion and style than anything. Not not because of the sun. It's, it's a bit, it was a cloudy morning, but it's uh, brightened up this afternoon. Um, yeah. Let's say, we're talking Manchester United, obviously, uh, following the result uh, at the weekend. Uh, Manchester United played Newcastle United, a game of United's or uh, two United teams desperate for points, desperate for a win, um, both uh, with managers who are uh, deemed to be not qualified for the clubs that they manage. Uh, Looking at Manchester United first, um, were you surprised with the result of, of, of that game? Not totally, no. Um, I felt I felt they had a chance to win. Um, when I saw the lineup, I was a little bit concerned. <laughs> but um, I think there's a shocking, shocking lack of um, movement. I just don't think there's anyone in the box, and I don't really understand. I thought that in the first half, they kind of moved. I mean... I was just listening to something. You can certainly see what Ollie's trying to do, but that we don't have the team, and that's all there is to it. There was absolutely no one in the box after. You'd be like, can someone please just... It's like when you watch hockey hockey in Canada and you have the little kids skating around and you're always screaming, out front, out front, get out front. And that's why I was like looking at the TV screen going, get out front, who's there? There's no one there. Even when really good passes came in, which is in and of itself shocking for Manchester United, there was no one there. Do you know something? When there's you say there's literally th- no one there. Th- there's no one out front. I mean, I mean, Lukaku's gone. Sanchez has gone. Right? They both left the club. Um, everyone I can recall on on social media were talking about you know giving the 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 responsibility to <laughs> Rashford and Martial. We both had a conversation about these two players. Neither of them have scored 15 goals in a, in a season, league goals, to kind of underpin their, their claim to be a central striker, even though both players have got their fan base that say, yes, they can, they will, and they've got all the attributes. Um, you know, I mean, this week I've heard someone say that, you know, Marcus Rashford, when he was in the youth team, he was he, academy setup. He was mainly played as a winger. He's not really a striker. I mean, I, I don't recall that. But what I will say is this. I have and you have discussed this. I've always said he's a very good forward player as, as a, a Marcus Rashford. But I wouldn't say he's a striker. The two are very different. And I would say the same thing about Daniel James. Daniel James's game is about pace. Marcus Rashford's game is about pace. Uh, the trickery they've developed over time, but that was not necessarily his game uh, when he burst onto the scene in terms of a uh, dropper shoulder um, and and you know move the ball around in a particular way that you would stand off of your get off your seat and and applaud the the, the movement. Oli has set the team up in a very um, counter-attacking way. You could say defensive. Now 
not to hark back to the previous manager because a lot of people will say, oh, but, you know, he was like this and he was like that. When Oli arrived, we discussed and said that he has the substitute teacher effect. Everyone in the class wants to please the new teacher. They want to show that they are the model student and be good and get praise. The moment he signed his new contract or the contract, the permanent contract, performances dipped. They dipped considerably. And even though he is upbeat, positive, you know, doesn't want to say anything about the players in front of, of the media that's negative because there will be some individuals say he shouldn't say that. And then the other individuals are saying that he's not being honest enough. It's very difficult to strike a balance with how you talk about the players in this modern age. With the performance, just the performance in itself, I was not expecting a win. I was expecting a point at the very least. This team has demonstrated. Yeah, yeah, this team has demonstrated so far over the past few games. They don't have the killer instinct in them. They'll get a goal possibly, but the likelihood is they will concede a get. They will concede a goal, um, despite all of the um, improvements made with Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Harry Maguire. They're still conceding goals, and and what what individuals will turn around and say, well. We can't blame the defence because there have been players improved. We don't want to talk about the midfield because the minute you start talking about the midfield, you're going to talk about a particular player or other players. And we don't want to do that because we'll upset their fan base. We've got to talk about the manager. And time and time again, we are in this position, and it has been for a while now, that the players don't perform. And some supporters say, you know, I'm not tolerating this. He's got to go. He's toxic. He's not good enough. He doesn't have the vision. Um, you know, if you want a builder to come along and build your mansion, he's going to need the tools to build a mansion. Ollie is building something. One, he's repairing an empire, which is crumbling, and he's been given tools from Poundland to repair. You know, he's not been given state of the art equipment. He's not been given state of the art finance. He's not been given state of the art um, advice. Anything. Anything. So when I look at that game and I look at the result, I was not upset because there was a no, time I that wasn't. I would have been upset and thought, oh, how dare they? And I look at it and I think, well, it's not his fault because he didn't play the game. He managed the team. The team on the pitch played the game of play. football. They're the ones. You and know, they're and pathetic, I, I, frankly. And I think, I think that people, now that you know how it's always a certain player that you and I you know, have our opinion on, it's because they don't have good enough people around them. Now Rashford isn't good enough because he doesn't have good enough people around him. But when the ball, I wanted to swear there, but when the ball literally <laughs> hits his foot, he cannot put yeah. it in the ball, in the goal. So I'm sorry, what does that have to do with who's around him? These players need to step up to the plate and they need to take responsibility. And the, you know, Scott McTominay, for all the criticism, well, and still he gets, but yeah. particularly under Jose, that is a player. Dan James, he may not be the most talented player, but he does have that little bit of a sneaky, you know, he wants it, right? He wants it. Mm. That's the difference. He wants it. Scott McTominay wants it. You can't say that about Rashford. Oh, Rashford's tired. I agree Rashford's tired. Who are you going to play? Who? Well, now <laughs> they all wanted everybody get this one out, get that one out, get the other one out. Now they're all complaining that they're gone. Like, what is it these people want? These are not, in my opinion, you are not a Man United fan. Wow. You need to step 
back. I literally, I'm sick of it. I put it on social yeah. media. You need to step back and take a breath, man. Oh, now we're going to bring, bring in Allegri. And then what? Guess what? The team's the well, same. Well, Allegri, well, Allegri uh, p- people don't understand what kind of manager Allegri is. He is a, another Jose Mourinho. Yeah, I know. You, you, look, you look at that Juve team. They had players that came through. They had established defenders that have been there forever and a day. But they always bought in quality players. I mean, they bought in Cristiano Ronaldo. They bought in Dybala. They bought in Pogba. They bought in, you know, they bought in players. They've not, that club is not a club that stood still. They've been very cute in terms of their um, buying of players and the acquisition of players. Manchester United, for all of the scouts in the world, one, don't have the forward thinking they don't have the nous. They don't. For me, they don't have the business acumen, footballing business acumen, to go out and secure players that are suitable for Manchester United style of play. And because the the you know you can't even say the direction of the club. I think that actually this is the, the way Manchester United has been run at the moment. It's not even it's not even a ship. It's a shipwreck, you know. Yep. And 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 the, the crew are part of the Walking Dead. And um, the, the, the actual captain and the, and, and the captain's crew, uh, his officers, they're on another ship. They're not actually even on the ship. They're actually in a dinghy that goes from the main ship to another ship where they, they watch what's happening. The fans are probably in the boat themselves and trapped below, but they don't know how to get out. And I think like you and I'm. I see a lot of things on Twitter and, you know, Twitter is a great place to communicate and have a conversation. But around what's happening with the club, it's, it moves so quickly in terms of, you know, one minute people are singing for Oli and Oli is at the wheel. And then now he's got to go. We've got to get him out. The reality is, the reality is, I mean, both you and I are old enough to remember when Manchester United were relegated and how, you know what, when Man United were relegated, the fans didn't leave. No, and it was the thing that happened to them actually because they came back a better team the fans fans didn't leave there is a there is a sense of entitlement where a lot of people talking about we've got earned the money we've got the you haven't got anything you're you are a customer just like you and we spend money and whatever the product is might be you know a malfunction that's the that's the product we paid for but but for me the most important thing in terms of the game at the the weekend in terms of what I saw from the players. I thought Scott McTominay tried his best. He has done. I thought Dan James tried. There was effort from Marcus Rashford in the second half, more than there was in the first half. I think he'd probably had a com- a comment in his ear, like everyone else, because, uh, you know, as a striker, you're you're expected. And I think, you know, he is um, in, in himself finding it very Ashley difficult. Young, you know, within what Ashley Young is, he did, he tried too. I mean, he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah, here's who he is. I, I would say this about um, the Manchester United situation in terms of football. It, it, it's like a parent who has a child and they love that child and they care for that child. If you give that child everything, they want for nothing. Um, they don't understand what it is to have um, to suffer, to struggle, to cope with disappointment. All of those players are millionaires. All of them. The fans are average working class individuals, those that can afford it. They kind of make adjustments to their daily lives to go to the games. They make adjustments to their travel arrangements to go to the games. They they are they impinge on the others 
within their family to go to the games. The players are fortunate to play, and they're they're millionaires, you know. And and if you are on a hundred pounds a week or two hundred pounds a week, and you know you need three points because you've got to get a win bonus, you go out. There's something about you. There's a, but when you're on a hundred grand a week, a hundred and forty grand a week, one hundred and ninety grand a week, two hundred and fifty grand a week, a week. That's like a million pounds a month at 21. You don't really want for anything. You don't know what struggle it is. You don't. So technically, as much as we talk about Marcus Rashford isn't good enough, the club, Woodward and the Glazers and the fans that keep saying, pay the money because it's not your money. We have enabled, we have created players that don't have the heart the inner strength, the mental fortitude to come up against a team like Newcastle who got beat 5-0 by Leicester. 5-0. To, to actually even get a point, one point. So I don't blame Ole. No, Ole didn't I don't. Give, I, I, Ole didn't give Rashford 250 grand a week. Woodward did. Ole didn't give uh, Martial a pay rise. Woodward did. He didn't give um, Phil Jones a pay rise. Woodward did. He didn't, he didn't give... Um, and sure, Woodward. He didn't give to get Woodward. So why are we blaming the manager when you have players that are multi-millionaires and they don't get three points? You, know, you think they're going to be? Re- I mean, they're upset, but they're not as upset as fans. No, they're and they don't. They're ruin upset their week. They got booed. Well, you know something. They're I do recall someone saying broken. they didn't well, even apparently. Apparently, they didn't even go and wave like wave at the fans at the end of the game. That's disgraceful. Disgraceful. Yeah, I think I think some of them learnt from the last time. I think when Paul Pogba did at the end of the the season, some fans may not necessarily take too kindly to players. So you, I mean, for for football players, they cannot win or lose in terms of that one at the end of the game. It it it. I I mean, it's nothing wrong standing in the circle and and saluting your fans that have come away, who who you could hear on the TV were, were chanting the whole way through. And they yeah. were also chanting glazers out. And uh, yeah. to me, even like in hockey, they don't go to the ends and stuff. They stand in the center of the pitch on the, of the ice and they, you know, in hockey, they hold their, their, their sticks up. There's nothing yeah. wrong with them. They could have just stood in the middle, if that's the case, and just said, thank you. We know we're shit. And thank you for coming and cheering us. That's it. Yeah, listen, I, I know full well that the, the, hockey, the hockey way of dealing with um, – disappointment and how they appreciate their fans I think it's different for I don't know football fans football players the relationship it all depends on the mood on the day and and who's brave enough and who's bold enough there are leaders in that team but they're not necessarily leaders in the sense that they are fully formed leaders I would say McTominay is a leader Um, I questioned um, Swan Sabi getting the captaincy against Rochdale but I thought he had an absolutely fantastic game um for me, and I know it's against Newcastle, but I thought he did well again. Yeah, he did. And you could see him directing and you could see him yelling and, and cheering on and all that stuff that you want to see as a leader, right? That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, you, you do. And I, I think from, from my point I've of view... I've never seen Papa do that, for example. Never. Well, I don't, I don't even want to mention the name because I think uh, the, the David, who I spoke to <laughs> this week, he, he says that I have an agenda. Well, it's not agenda. I just don't believe in... in, in I, I mean, for me, in all intents and purposes, um, a Manchester United with a Brian Robson 
in this team wouldn't allow some of the performances uh, that no. we've seen. Uh, Manchester United with a, a Roy Keane wouldn't yes. allow, the, so, you know, just wouldn't allow it. And Manchester United with a, even a Nicky Butt in this midfield just, just, you know, just wouldn't allow that level of, of kind of performance. And that's not to say that those games or those players didn't experience disappointment. They did. But the reality is, is, you know, you, you, you saw Newcastle score the goal when they did. And it, and it wasn't for me the kind of reaction I would have um, associated with Manchester United. There wasn't this kind of assault, you know, like, you know, this is it. We're yeah. going to do everything we down. possibly can to get. Yeah. yeah. Heads so, Heads so, so it's, it's really, really difficult. To try and, and, and you say, can't say Ole wasn't there yelling them on or, or you know, doing his part on the sideline. He was. Well, the, I mean, he was, but at the same time, I think he's looking at this. And I think from, from, from the outside looking in, when we talk about Jose and he was being very, very blunt and he was very, very arrogant and he was very, very to the point with, with journalists and they said he shouldn't be saying this. And, you know, he was rubbing the players up the wrong way. Everyone now is looking at that period of time and thinking how right he was, how yep. right he, how successful he was with the players that are there to have achieved second place. Now, this is where Manchester United are. And I, I it's not to say that I'm comfortable with it because I'm always upset when Manchester United lose as a fan. But when you look at the table and you think, that's where you're meant to be because of the performances that I've witnessed, then you cannot argue. You can't, like, no. You literally cannot argue with what you've seen. From from the conversations that I've had on Twitter where people are calling for Oli, and these people are reasonable people, but they're just saying, now he's got to go. And I'm like thinking, damn, it's not even November. You know, if, if, if I bump... Why? Because he's lost I, some games? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, you know that, you know, you know, Fraggles is probably going to start calling me soon because he, he <laughs> when we spoke in, <laughs> when we spoke in April, Fraggles, me, we, we said straight, he said, um, he'll be gone by November and Fraggles is a Liverpool fan. I'm, he'll be bouncing around somewhere. So, so I need to give him a shout. But it, it, he said, you know, the, these players will get rid of because he said, Ollie hasn't got what it takes. And I, I, I as much as it, I will agree to a point with that. I think this club needs a cleanse and it needs a cleanse from the mindset. It needs a cleanse from the management. What, what is abundantly clear in terms of Woodward, the fact that you have brought in players that were linked to the class of 92 in terms of success and you brought back players, it hasn't worked for whatever reason. And it hasn't worked because one, either you're not fulfilling the brief that those players need to to be successful in terms of staff and you're not 100% behind the manager um and I said to you at the time when he was um when he was appointment appoint uh, um you know uh, sh- short term manager when he was actually in and it was in January and they announced Martial was given a, a, an extended contract and I thought that was the day they sacked Solskjaer because yeah. I would never have thought this is the guy and people will say, why are you having a go? And uh, Tony Martial, um, I'm not having a go at him. I just recall, I just recall him standing still doing the mannequin celebration during a, a, a warm up, And it was, you know, do, going viral on, on, on Twitter and wherever else. And he was just standing still while everyone else was running. And he was part of the squad. And, and um, 
Ola didn't use him. And I was thinking, you cannot have that. You cannot, yeah, you no, cannot not have... Supporting. I mean, I think Ole wanted to get rid of Martial and bring in some other players and he wasn't allowed. This is the yeah. thing. The thing is, they can, all these people, they can scream and yell and change Ole. Okay, let's change Ole. Bring in yeah. whoever. Now what? Now what? You know what? You know what? It, we, we'll have this conversation you know again. It's almost like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, Tuan Sebi won't play. Then what? You'll be screaming blue murder. Oh, blow the youth. Play Tuan Sebi. And then they'll bring in some who knows who on some ridiculous money and we'll still be in the same place. And then but what? This is, this is the thing. It's ridiculous. Right? It's got to they, stop. They, they, played, they played Chong, right? And people booed him, right? His confidence was kind of blown. And he can see right, that he has um, players... In his in his age bracket that are getting more game time than him. Imagine you're the you see you see Greenwood getting on more than you. So you've got Green, you've got you know. And this is again, I, I mean, I did a podcast with David. I'll put a link to it when we we talked about the um the real deal. We covered all of the academy stars, Chong, Gomez, Green, and he, and he told me at the time Greenwood was the one out of everyone. You know, he said Garner was there as well. Um, I don't know whether or not. The fan base will be patient enough for those young players to come through if they don't get wins, if they don't get results. They'll be calling for them and it's just this knee-jerk reaction. And I think because, like I say, me and you were slightly older and when results were bad, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have social media, we had to ruminate in our in our own mind and, you know, <laughs> swear at CFAX or whatever it was exactly. that was giving us <laughs> giving us the news. How dare they? And tell it and switching off the television and going outside. Um, you don't you don't have we didn't have the instant oh rant and rave and, and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and you don't have the, you know, the YouTube channels cheering everybody up yeah, as well cheering uh, everybody yeah. up too. Mr. Justice Cameron, I'm a little bit more central. Um you don't well, I mean it's not I mean, you know, we're we're on YouTube now, but you know, but the the the, the point I'm trying to make is that I think sometimes when you lose and you're disappointed sometimes you really do need to to kind of be mindful about yourself and think this this has impacted me everyone else is not going to be the same and I'm not saying you can't share it but the reality is that not, not every team is meant to win football in any competition someone's got to walk away the winner someone has to be the loser it just turns out that Manchester United lost the game, and I think because of that, the inclinations are that it will, it will, the, the axe will fall on Ole, on his head, and people are actively calling for him to be sacked now. And I'm like thinking seriously, but I wouldn't put it past Woodward to have been talking to Allegri. I wouldn't put it past Woodward to have put feelers out for Pochettino. I wouldn't, you know, because we know he's he's got form. He did it with Moyes. He did it with Lou Van Gaal. He did it with Jose Mourinho. Do you know what I mean? This guy is, you know, he says one thing and he does something else. He's the Boris Johnson of football world. He'll talk at length. I can tell you, if Pochettino comes in, good luck, Man United. Well, yeah. He's had his own issues with the board. He's had his own issues with players. He, He Look at the people he has playing underneath him. And he has not won anything. Give me, a, and you're telling me he can create a team at Manchester United? Do you see who we have playing in our team? <laughs> we don't yes. have Harry Kane. 
we don't have Ericsson. We don't have well, all these Dali Alley and all these players. Uh, not Dali Alley, but well, all these players. But you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I think with the Spurs... I think with the Spurs one, and I'm, I'm going to catch up with my, my brother to, to tomorrow, hopefully, and uh, record with him about Spurs and, and Liverpool with Reynolds, long-time Reynolds. Um, the issue with, for me, Spurs is that they're, they're, Harry Kane is their main striker. You, if you took um, Pochettino when he said, oh, I want to bring someone in, and he brought Harry Kane, that it, it literally kills the conversation for Tony Martial. We know what kind of impact that had when yeah. Zlatan turned up and he lost the number nine. I mean, there'll be meltdowns upon meltdowns if that happens and Harry Kane turns up and Martial loses the number nine. But for me, I, I think the number nine to, should have been um, put in um, a cryo chamber and frozen until a suitable can, just like the number seven show. Yeah, I just seriously, you know, it's because the players that we've got, they're not meeting that calibre. Give them any other number. You know, have two number 10s, two number 6s on the pitch. You know, seriously, a number 7 and a number 9, they mean something in the football world. They have currency. That number means something. Number 10 does as well. But, you know, seriously, and your striker's not around. And he's been with Manchester United for quite some time. Um, uh, what, roughly four years, five years? You know, for me, not pulling up any trees. Great footballer. But I think if he was here for another four or five years... I don't think um, anyone will really kind of talk about him in, in, in terms of greatness. Uh, still living off of link, um, that goal against Liverpool. It's a long time ago. It's yeah. a long time yeah. ago. Liverpool, Liverpool, since that time, have gone on to win Champions League. Yeah. You know? Um, and and, uh, and then winning it with uh, um, Bob the Builder, James Milner, you know? Um, Jurgen Klopp is going on. Jurgen Klopp is actually going on like the Doctor Strange in Gotham, the evil doctor that brings people back to life. Because I don't know how he's done it, done that with uh, James Milner. And I think there's the difference in terms of the coaching ability for Ole and your Klopp and your Pep is that Ole has got players there who have they have youth, they have legs, you know, they are eager, but yet they're not at this they're not at this moment in time ready. To, to grab games by the scruff of the net and literally literally s- squeeze the life out of the opposition in terms of we will we'll allow you so much rope and then after that we will then destroy you in terms of footballing ability and, 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 and not even so much shots on goal but chances taken. Um, you know with the whole <laughs> the whole thing with Ole I do fear for him um, I'm, you know, if I were to do out of 10, whether or not he'd survive, I'd, I'd probably li- literally go five out of 10, 50%, yeah, you know, 50% because it it's game by game. Next big game, which I will be yeah. going to, Liverpool. I, I'm going to, for my sins, go and watch it in Toronto at the Supporters Club. I'm not sure I can survive. Well, <laughs> what what you want to do is uh, when you get there, you know, announce to yourself, you know, uh, can we have some uh, uh, a show of hands as to how confident people are, are are in terms of the win? What will happen? I mean, what do you see happening in that game? Do you you, do you believe Manchester United have got a chance to get a, a point, three points? I'm going to say that. They have a shot at three points. I think that 
they will come out and play. Yeah. You think they'll come out and play? You think they'll get? You think they'll get three points? Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. I, you, I, I would not on, be surprised. I know. What time of the day is it over there? You're on the alcohol already, are you? <laughs> I will be on that Liverpool game, I'll tell you. My nerves will be sharp. <laughs> Intravenous drip. Um, I, just, I just think it'll be like a PSG kind of situation, you know, where, where they are the underdogs, which is a good thing. And let's see. They've had a, they would have had a couple of weeks to to think about their lives, if they even care. And um, do you think that, oh, I have a question. Do you think Jesse Lingard's done? I think he's had a very good career as a Manchester United player. And I mean, yeah. when I say very good, I think he's been um, very good at grabbing the opportunity that has been afforded to him. Do I think he's done? I think his movement was not too bad. He was unfortunate with a, a strike or, or, or towards goal. Could have changed things, you know. You know what? Either side of the post, you never know what happens and how 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 momentum changes in a game. Um, do I think he's done? I don't know. I think. That, I, well, uh, I don't think so. I don't think he is. I think he's. He still he still offers something. He do, what what he doesn't offer is regular goals. What he doesn't offer is regular assists. But he offers something. And, and a lot of people will say to me, "What does he offer?" And I'll say, "Well, at least he's fit. Yeah. And even though he was injured, he's been he's been around. He's been ever present and more present than someone who's getting two hundred and fifty grand a week. He's been yeah. injured since the third game of the season. Man United are moving to game nine, so we're moving into October, and by the end of um, the month you'll you'll kind of look around and see where Manchester United are in terms of league table position um, chances taken in terms of goals scored and and everyone will say oh if we had these players I mean like, the, the quote is that someone said oh if you had Martial and Pogba um, you know we were in a better position they were both playing when Man United lost to, to Palace at home so exactly. let's be let's be let's be very clear you know even when they were present, they didn't secure three points. So it's not, oh, when they're they're all together, it'll be better. You know, it's it's first game that I witnessed four uh, nil. The first twenty five minutes, Chelsea should have scored at least three goals. Yeah. Um, they didn't. Uh, Man United took their chances, and I said it's all about the chances you take and how the momentum goes. And I, 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 I don't know. So in, for 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 Jesse Lingard, I think he still has he still he still has um, a career. I think at Manchester United, um, there have been other players. There were players who were far worse than him. We've played at, at oh, Manchester yeah. United. You know, I mean, we've seen some players there. I mean, come on. I mean, there's like, we could say David Bellion for 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 just. <laughs> You know, I don't even know how that happened. Bebe, and that was Sir Alex Ferguson's purchase. I think that's when Sir Alex Ferguson first found YouTube. And uh, he saw someone and he goes, oh, this guy's really good. And what's his name? He went, Bebe. He said, buy him. He thought it was beer. He <laughs> <laughs> thought it was alcohol. He thought, get him. I want to. Uh, no, I, I, I do think he will. I do think he he still has a career. I think what's what's interesting for me in terms of it's not even so much the 
the club, I think the club are where the club are meant to be. Everyone says, oh, they're not meant to be there. You spend a lot of money, you can spend a lot of money foolishly. You can waste money. And I've, I've said it before already, you know, you give, you give a child everything they want. They want for nothing. And they don't know how to struggle and they don't know how to deal with hard times. And you pay. how can you pay 21 year olds 250 grand a week or 200 grand a week? That's a million pounds a month. They don't know about struggle. They don't know about hardship. What's, oh, we've got a visitor. Um, uh-huh. Your cat. Um, yep. So it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to really kind of assess. In all honesty, what 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 will happen or how things are people will say oh it's really really bad it is bad but they're still in the league still have a club and people go oh, look at all the money we spent i'll say well that's because i spent money stupidly you gave you gave money to players stupidly you bought players stupidly you didn't sell players you kept them on and when they wanted it to go you refused to sell them and that means because you were so busy looking at the 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 bank balance of, of the club that you didn't look at the football. I mean, some of the, the footballing decisions that Edward Wood has taken would never happen at Liverpool, would never happen at no. Man City, no. would never happen no. at Chelsea, would never. No. Ha- I mean, look at Spurs. They get rid of their best right back. Didn't even blink about it. Yeah. Everyone goes, oh, he's poor. I'm not thinking, yeah, he's poor, but he's not. He, he's, he wasn't that poor. This is the guy that played for England in the World Cup. He wasn't that poor. They got rid of him. You know, so some clubs operate in a way where they think, right, your time's up with us, you've got to go. Manchester United operate in a very different way um, under Woodward and the Glazers. And they, they only their first thought is to look at the bank balance and then they go, oh, um, what about those footballers over there? What are they doing? So they, they never look at it as football first. And, and which one can bring us shirt sales? Well, yeah, there's that which one can we use as a model, uh, you know, which I see they're doing increasingly more and more with the the women's team um, yeah but you know I'll, I'll talk about that on another another pod um i'm going to ask you guys that are watching please let us know what you think share your comments and your questions in terms of ole do you think uh, he should go now do you think he should be sacked do you think he should be given more time i'm asking for more time but i'm also asking for more time from the fans it's not about woodward giving him more time i think what will happen is if the fan base actually the say fans, yeah. He needs more time and we will back him and follow him and sing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life as we used to sing for City fans. It's about time some, you know, it used to happen that way that the board might think the fans have got his back. We'll back him and the players will think, well, the fans are supporting Ole. The board are supporting Ole. We need to buck our ideas up because if they're not having a go at the manager and they're not having a go at the board, at some point they're going to start looking they're going to start looking at us and um in any human dynamic in any group work dynamic there is someone who's always picked on and uh, in football it's always the manager that gets picked on first and the players are like oh we've got to feel sorry for them but like i said you're getting that amount of money a week you know what comes with the job and if you um don't do it then someone else can come in and do it for you. And what needs to happen is that there needs to be that he's not being, he's not being played because he's not doing it. He's out of the squad. And then whoever's being picked gets support. That's it. Um, whether they're part of the academy, whether they're part of the established first team, or whether they're a new transfer. What is surprising is the language that I've been I've seen. Everyone saying, "Oh, let's wait till January." I'm like thinking, really? Is that? I I, I don't understand. We didn't wait till what? 
at what point are we going to say Ole is doing a good job as a coach? I mean, he's got like five people around him. He's got Mike Phelan. He's got Michael Carrick. He's got McKenna, who knew the academy. And there's someone, I mean, literally, it's like a round table of experience. People, one, who know the academy, two, who won the Premier League and Champions League. Surely, all of them together can come up with a coaching strategy that will use the players they have to the best of their abilities. And yeah. I think it's it's easy for me and you and others to say, we've got to buy players. We've got to... No, we were really happy with the purchases we bought. And we were really happy with the players that we said were there. Let's just get on with it and let them let those players deliver. And if they're not good enough to deliver on the day, they either go to the bench or they get dropped and someone else comes in. And Ole needs to be, he needs to be brave enough. Yeah, to, he needs to, to be more ruthless, I think. I think he knows and I think, yeah. I think he needs to be ruthless. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. You know, and I, I mean, I don't even want to talk about possible, we've mentioned Allegri, we've mentioned Poch, but I really want to do the here and now. You know, the here and now is, in terms of the games that are coming up, you've already said, you know, you don't see much happening against Liverpool. I'm hoping for at least a point, at least at home, because that's the the least you can ask for. Um, Liverpool in that game will not be stupid enough to go and play out all out attack. I've seen them this season. They haven't been doing that. They've been patient. They've been um, considerate in, in terms of their style of play. And they've used their time wisely. Manchester United were expecting them to come out and go all gone blazing. They won't do that. So they're going to have to think. The issue is in midfield. They're saying that the players are, are not good enough. I'll say it doesn't matter who's playing on the day. They're not good enough. It doesn't matter whether it's um, uh, Fred or McTomney or Pereira in that midfield or Mata. You know, they don't have the individual flair that you're going to see appear every single game. You might see it for a moment or a few moments within a game, but it won't be consistent across the season. And and, um, that's the difference between being winners and runners up or those that are just treading water. And I think Manchester United right now are treading, they are treading water. They're they're literally paddling paddling for safety um in terms of the, the i mean who would you want as your number nine <laughs> who would you want <laughs> i just don't think we have it i think they need to and i don't even know who they can bring in i think i think they really it, yeah all i said this it's time to reset and they really do need to reset i think i don't think that I think he had and I they had this idea coming into this season and yeah. but I don't I don't think that any manager that's come into this this team has understood the players and these players behavior and attitude sucks it does yeah. oh. and I think that's where Ole has struggled he cannot understand that because he was never around that no, and I, I, I think I, I, agree I, I really do think that's an issue. And I think that if they're going to bring in, I think they have to bring. Who are you going to put in from our team as a number nine? Seriously, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to get his boots polished. On him, you know, this, <laughs> he would be better than what we've got. Yeah, I wouldn't would. be surprised. You know, um, I, I mean, Greenwood is a striker, but he's only seventeen. You're, you, you know, not you, playing him all the time. 
No, I mean, I would fear for him to play against a team like um, Burnley or, or you know, or, or Villa or, or a team that's going to put it in, a, in, a, in and around you and you think, yeah, he's, he's good, he's technically gifted, he's great. He's still, a, he's still 17. Um, Martial's not fit. I, don't, I, actually, I actually believe that Martial will, will return to fitness if Ole gets sacked. Yeah, I agree. And I think Popper right. uh, will return to <laughs> yeah. fitness when he gets oh, his move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're long-term yeah. illnesses, uh, you know, that you can't determine a return date, you know. So that'll be that'll be their thing. But in terms of who you play as a number nine, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think the only option that Oli has in a kind of jokey way is to use Phil Jones as a, you know, <laughs> at least... <laughs> At least it would be at the other end of the pitch and just tell Dan James, look, just cross the ball, yeah, and he'll throw himself towards it. I just, I just, I just. Can you imagine? I just, he might score some goals. <laughs> he might score, but um, no, I, I think, in all honesty, it's, it's a difficult time for the club. It's a difficult time, definitely for Ole, and I think the, the fan base. We supporters, we need to, I don't know, be more measured in in terms of how we react and what we say. And uh, uh, generally, the players are going to be struggling emotionally in terms of what they see on social media and how and, and how we react to the, the losses. And, and that's not going to change. But I think generally over the over the, the long term, uh, Manchester United fans need to be, I would say, together. Um, uh, back in the manager and if and if obviously that that's just me saying it i'm I've, I've got no sway or power over how people think and what people say but if he does go then we start the clock again and when people say we're going to reset i think the only thing we reset is the period of time we waste and the amount of time it takes for us to start moaning again and saying we need another manager sacked um I agree with you about being reset owners need to go woodward needs to go um, and if you're talking about a whole reset, how far do you go? Do you get rid of all of the management team? Do you get rid of all of the players, all of the players that are in the first? Do you get rid of all of them? What do you do? Do you start with the academy and say, we're starting from scratch and we're going to give you five years to grow into this and become men? And then, you, you know, I mean, how far do you go in terms of being re- to reset something? It's 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 a really big question and when you ask that question you're going to have people throwing in their favorites and saying well you need them we've got to have them and we need them and I just thought well you know why don't we just take it away from the fans in terms of what we need what what are the club going to do what are, what are the managers going to do what are the board going to do to support the managers in terms of this vision of getting back to basics and being just a really good footballing team it's you know, it's it's at, it's at the I heart agree. of it for me. It's at I the heart agree. of it, and if if I you, totally yeah, I mean, if you, you, we can, we will have these conversations again, and we will have these conversations with people on social media, and they'll say he's got to go, he's set, and I'm like thinking, you said the same thing about Lou Van Gaal, you said the same thing. It's like you've got, you know, seriously. Mourinho is at, one at of the best managers in the world, world, yeah. and he could not cope with what went on there. Give me a break. Do you know something? This is the thing. It's really, really strange when everyone says, I love my club. Such a powerful word. Powerful word, love. It means to embrace and, and accept 
the people in your life for all their flaws. But the minute they do something wrong, jeez, they're like the hangman. It's like yeah. it's like that crowd <laughs> waiting for someone's head to be chopped off. It's devastating. And half these, half these people on social media weren't even around in the glory days, if you want to call the SAF days. And certainly most of them weren't around, the whiners weren't around in the days you and I were young, Rodney, where yeah. the other thing up was awesome, absolutely brilliant, right? The Ron Atkinson days, the Ron Atkinson. Ron Atkinson days where we got our little uh, FA Cups and stuff, you know? And I, think, and, and I can remember saying Fergie's got to go. I can remember yeah, that. But, like, I one. couldn't understand yeah. what was going on. Years of it, everyone kept saying, Oh, but the thing is, some people don't even read a book, let alone watch a DVD to work out the first number of years. You didn't have a great time, and there were good games and there were bad games, and there were in games that were indifferent. And it just the cycle is what it is. Um, as I said, you know, memory is a very funny thing. You pick out the good bits, you forget the bad, or you, your memory blocks out the bad bits, and uh. Somebody put on social media, they don't remember Fergie ever playing um, Pop the Bus, so having bad games oh, like that. Being def- Give me a break. How many 1-0 goals did we win? This is where people don't understand. Just even going right back to the beginning of time, Pogba left the season, right, that season when uh, Man United played Arsenal and he played one of the De Silva brothers in midfield. He'd been playing right back. I think he was um, not Fabio, Raphael. He played him in midfield. I'm sure of it. And Pogba, and they were saying, oh, you know, he didn't, and he didn't trust him. He wanted, he wanted tough tacklers in midfield. So he put a, he put a right back in, in, in centre midfield. Now, you get any modern manager doing that today, they get slaughtered. Yeah. That's right. Ferguson did it and he got away with it. And people forget that he got away with it. He played Phil Jones at right back. He played Phil Jones in midfield. You know, when Phil Jones was bought from Blackburn as a central defender, he played him at right back for, for at least two, three seasons because he didn't have a right back. So, you know, let, let's let's be honest. Sarah Ferguson did plenty of botch jobs where he kind of packed the defence the defence and pack the midfield with defensive type players who would actually give him the legs that he needed. He did the same. No different. Um, right. Uh, conscious of time. We've been talking for nearly an hour. It's good. Um, talking all Man United. Um, prediction. Jessica, I'm going to push push you on this one. Prediction. <laughs> Sorry. Prediction. prediction. I'm going to go 2-1 United. There oh, you go. you're bold. 2-1 United. I'm going for a 1-1 draw. I just don't see Manchester United beating. I know, as much as you know, I say I love my club, I have to be sensible. I don't see uh, Manchester United beating that Liverpool, this Liverpool team. Um, please, uh, but don't don't hate. Understand, I'm I'm a football lover. You know, as much as uh, my yeah, heart is Manchester United. On it, I would put one one two. I'd be. I'm a football lover. You have to understand. Um, for all of the hype that will come with this game, there is going to be a certain amount of tension with the players and, and they never truly perform to the level that we expect them to. So I'm going for a 1-1 draw. All right, I'm going to say thank you to everyone who's watched and I'll see you on the other side soon. Say bye to Jessica, everyone. Bye. Bye, Jessica. Right, where are we? There we go.